to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com where you can also plan your trip to the world's first malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Slanchava! This week, we have part one of a two-part special where we speak to Struan Grant Ralph, Global Brand Ambassador for the Glenfiddich Distillery and also known as the Whiskey Beard, and do a deep dive into the distillery's history, what the role of a brand ambassador entails, and we learn a little about the community spirit of Speyside. Hi Struan, can you tell me a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, hi, thank you, yeah, good to see you. I am... Um my name is Struan. I'm the global brand ambassador for Glenfiddich and uh, based up in this region in Speyside, born and bred in forests and now very fortunate to represent Glenfiddich around the world. And how did you get into this kind of way of working or the whiskey world? A lot of uh, good fortune and uh, I suppose some study and travel along the way. I, um, I studied chemistry at Glasgow University, was really interested in um, production and uh, I had a sort of career panned out either making whiskey or I was going to go into maybe like the pharmaceutical world and then I got really interested in bartending around about the year 2000-2001 and started uh, travelling with that. I worked in a really cool whiskey bar in uh, Melbourne, Australia when I was younger and on the back of that I kind of gained... uh, a decent amount of experience working with brands. And then <clears throat> Glenfiddich came knocking uh, 2010 when I was working in that region. And if you, could, if you could sum up your role as a global brand ambassador kind of in a sentence, what would you, how would you sum it up? What do you do for Glenfiddich? Yeah, good question. Sometimes I ask myself the same question. <laughs> it's um, s- storytellers. I think any of, we have 25 ambassadors now at Glenfiddich and each of us is uh, responsible for sharing um, all the incredible stories and celebrating the people and the culture of the Glenfiddich distillery where we are now uh, with our audience around the world so Glenfiddich is still the world's biggest single malt whiskey distillery so a lot of people in terms of our enthusiasts and connoisseurs have a really vested interest in those brand stories and it's our responsibility to bring them to life so we spend a lot of time here at the distillery um, we are, you know, really heavily trained on not just like production and the technical side of whiskey, but also the sort of cultural and her- um, the heritage of the of the distillery as well. Mm-hmm. And you say you say you work in <coughs> sort of all these <coughs> these various um, different aspects of kind of the whiskey process. But are, are there any projects as a global brand ambassador that you like? You just gone, oh wow, that was that was so amazing to have done. Yeah, I look back on like so many highlights of things that we've done. Mm-hmm. I've definitely enjoyed any of the projects where we've kind of come together as a team yeah. and had the opportunity to kind of share in, for example, like products that we created. We, we worked on uh, Project 20, which was an ambassador-led innovation for our experimental series. And mm-hmm. that was um, just all of us here at the distillery selecting our own casks and creating our own you know global release for Glenfiddich it was an immensely um, rewarding very proud I think moment for uh, for us as a team mm-hmm. and 
I think most recently the the really satisfying stuff has been any opportunity to bring you know all of our ambassadors together so we bring everyone here once a year uh, for our ambassador week and I also get the opportunity to bring in any new ambassadors for like a training week so that's always really nice to to bring people here for the first time and kind of induct them into our family like the way that we work and just let people enjoy this incredible place that we're in in space and this incredible place the Glenfiddich has such a legacy and history um so can you just elaborate on that or just tell me a bit about sort of what makes Glenfiddich special yeah we're 133 years into making whiskey here so like so many distilleries up in Speyside we've got these great sort of founding stories and so many of the distilleries up here are built or founded in the Victorian era. So you'll find a lot of distilleries like 1820s, 1830s, um, which was obviously like the Excise Act and the first legal distilling up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's another kind of uh, era of real expansion in distilling, which is the 1880s and 90s, and we fall right in the middle of that. Uh, William Grant, our founder, realized his life dream in 1887 by building this place with the help of his sons and daughters and from that day on the distillery is family owned so his descendants now his fifth generation are the custodians of Glenfiddich and Balvenie and various other brands that we have around the world Uh, but everything started here uh, really kind of humble beginnings a small distillery built by hand literally stone from the local quarry water obviously from the Fiddich river which is flowing um, you know just uh, to the east of us here and really we celebrate these stories and tell those stories because his pioneering spirit and the kind of ethos of the founder um, extends into everything that we do in the modern era so we're in 2020 Mm -hmm. now we still have the same still shape the same cut points a lot of the same processes that William would have used when he built the distillery and we're also sitting in very comfortable surroundings here, but in a building that he would have built as well. But what's it like working for the Grant family? Oh, brilliant, yeah. I mean, maybe have to say that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, they're really hands-on. The Grant family will have basically a model whereby if you're going to join the family business, you work in quite a lot of aspects of it. So mm. each of the um, family uh, business have actually worked through the distillery in terms of their career as well, so it's a really, uh, it's a really a process that's built for legacy and for long-lasting kind of success. The distillery. Yeah, and super immersive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenfiddich's just gone through kind of a revamp. They've got a new still house, and sort of recently, if someone was to go on a tour, what would they, what would they see? We've got some shiny new stills. <laughs> We've got a uh, still house three. So out the back of the distillery site and if you are up in the area it's the the area of Glenfiddich which is closest to the Balveni Castle mm-hmm. up in the sort of south of our site uh, we took out what was um, some warehousing and an old cooperage in that area <coughs> and over the last couple of years have built a new still house and to put it in context this is the first expansion of Glenfiddich since the 70s okay. so all the growth of the brand over the last almost 50 years has been done on an infrastructure that was built for a far smaller brand and for a different world of single malt really and so we're now up and running in the expansion if visitors do come from like the festival onwards 
we'll be able to take them around there, have a look at a very modern kind of still house, but still in keeping with the sort of ethos of the surrounding distillery that predates it. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of the warehouses have lots of casks, but if you could open one, what would be your, your choice? Well, good question. I have, a, I have a cask up there in Warehouse 8, uh, which is the one I chose for Project 20. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a beautiful cask. I mean, I'm biased. But, <laughs> uh, technically, all I really did was write my name on it. So I, don't, I didn't create this whiskey okay, or anything okay. or fill it, but yeah. I have drunk quite a reasonable amount of it. Uh, it's a 1998 uh, sherried hogshead, so pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backstory is like 98 was really the first year I ever worked in whiskey and 98 was the first time I ever remember kind of realising that the industry was maybe as uh, dynamic as, I, as I've found it to be and as maybe global. Mm-hmm. So 98 was a kind of watershed moment for me. Just going back to Glenn, Glenn Fiddick, um, you've got a really unique kind of artist in residency programme. Can you tell me a bit more about that and kind of what that involves? Yeah, well, you just met the man responsible for it, Andy Fairgreave, <laughs> um, who's a, a great character up here at the distillery. If you if you are here and you see a man wearing a kilt and sporting, like, six-foot dreadlocks... He definitely looks the part. Yeah, he he's our archivist, but also he um, curates the artists in residence. So he brings in ten artists uh, every summer to come to Glenfiddich and just create whatever they like. Uh, inspired by distilling or the culture of whiskey up in this area or the history that they've researched. They stay on site, uh, so it's a you know residential placement. And we are now into, I'm pretty sure, I hope I get this right, I think it's in its 15th year. Mm-hmm. I know we just celebrated well over a decade of doing it. Um, when you come to Glenfiddich, you can see a lot of um, the artist's work displayed. We do have a gallery up there just beside the car park. Um, but slightly more surreptitious, you'll see like street art on some of our warehouses if you get a chance to walk around. Mm-hmm. You'll see installations um, dotted around. And it's it's a passion point of the family. It's also something that like we're hugely proud of in terms of having the artists here. Uh, we get to spend a lot of time with them when they're up here in the summer. And so you've, you've got all these really cool things going on at the distillery, but if if someone were to come to you and say, what's one thing that not many people know about Glenfiddich and that you'd love to share, what would be your answer? What's one thing that not many people know about Glenfiddich? Mm, interesting question. This is, a, this is one that I really like. The fact that we have a long service dinner that happens here at the distillery for people that have served more than 40 or 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it's now become so large, as in so many people have done four decades or more, that we had to move the party to somewhere larger. Oh, wow. So I'm really lucky to work with guys that have been here since, in some cases, the 50s. And you, mu- you must get generations of people as well. Mm-hmm. Like um, the guy who's working in the stills right now, George, he works in a still house that his father built before oh. him. Wow. We were having dinner last week with uh, Ian McDonald, who's just retired as our head cooper, and he was eating in the restaurant, the roof of which he refurbed in 19... 19- 69 in his first year as an apprentice mm-hmm. and um, Glenfiddich's part of the Malt Whiskey Trail as well uh, can you sort of talk about s- sort of how, how important is it that they're all kind of based in Speyside and um, you know is, is there something to be said about kind of this collection of distilleries um, 
and maybe a sense of community that we don't see in other parts of the world? Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a local lad and left here in '99, and I've been on the road. I moved back in September full time, and what a difference just in terms of the. Yeah, like you said, the community up here, the quality of life that you can have just based on the fact that people are really warm and welcoming up in this region. And um, I think any guest that wants to come and experience whiskey and distilleries will find such great hospitality in Speyside. And I'm not talking necessarily about the best restaurants in the world or the flashiest hotels. Talking about really honest kind of old school Highland hospitality where people have a lot of time to... um, to, to share, they are so generous with their um, with their time up here, and there's also just a wonderful pace of life. I've noticed. There's one thing I love about coming up to the distillery to work. If you have a one o'clock meeting, as we did, you'll see the person who you have the one o'clock meeting with probably like approaching you, but they'll stop and chat to maybe three people on their <laughs> way to the one o'clock meeting. And my last ten years were spent in big cities: Singapore, New York, London, where it almost felt like you never really had enough time to enjoy the thing that you were doing. You were always just kind of like, okay, this is like, great, we've done our one o'clock meeting, now we're on to the next thing. And you never stopped to kind of enjoy it as much as you could. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a sense up here that as much as people are really working hard and it is like, this is the center of single malt distilling in the world, Mm -hmm. um, you still have a place where people have loads of time to just um, storytell and to be really hospitable to get to know people and it's just very authentic so in terms of coming up on the single malt whiskey trail you'll see some of the world's great distilleries some of those beautiful scenery in the country um, but also you'll just meet some great people who they might be quite nosy but they'll be very <laughs> they'll be very welcome Come back often. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the latest news, offers, and exciting promotions. Cheerio and Thrasta!